Haunted Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. Welcome to Weird Norfolk and today we are going to be talking about the crying boy paintings. <laughs> I know, they're so lovely aren't they? And um, it is of course the most magical time of the year. Yes, so we've picked this story because it was it's Halloween mm-hmm. and these stories were printed in the EDP on the 30th and the 31st of October 1985. So we thought it was quite a topical thing. And it's super creepy. Yeah, and it's super creaky. I said the table creepy. Is super I was creepy. just going to warn you, we've got a bit of a creaky table today, so Again. please <laughs> excuse any creakiness. See that um, on my knee. So it was the blazing curse of the crying boy, a painting said to have the power to survive or possibly even cause terrible fires that reduced everything else to ash. So this story kind of came out of nowhere in Mm. uh, September 1985. And I actually think, as far as I can tell, it was a British phenomenon. Mm. It didn't, it was a very short period of time between September 1985 and early November 1985 that these these fires kept Mm. happening. I can't see anything about them in other countries at that time. No. A certain newspaper, which Stacia doesn't, in all of her story, writing up of this story, she didn't actually mention this no. newspaper's name at all. No. So I don't know, are we allowed That's to mention it? because I love Billy Bragg, so I won't. Okay, we're not so we're not, we're not going to mention that newspaper. Yeah. But which I don't know. You'll you just can have also to find it in the sky. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just trying to think if there was some yeah. kind of thing in the sky. Um, so just to kind of set the scene a little bit, the paintings, everyone has probably seen them, mm. I would imagine. Mm. So quite a twee. They were 1950s, weren't they? Yeah, so there was about 50,000 prints, crying boy prints, were sold in the 1950s in various department stores. And there are a few different variations of the painting. So I think the original, as far as we can tell, although to be fair, it's quite hard to pin down who painted them, I think. Mm. There were a few, weren't there? Yeah, so there's a Spanish artist called Giovanni Bragolin. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of, and I think the initial crying boy ones were his paintings. Mm. Then other artists kind of did John, it as John well. <laughs> you put here, they've started painting forlorn toddlers. <laughs> they are forlorn, <laughs> they are toddlers, forlorn toddlers. And Sad there's a Scottish artist called Anna Zeinkaisen. I like the way you said that. Yeah, I'm not going in there. Um, I write things. Yeah, so, and but there's, I mean, I've seen, like, probably, like, five different variations. I think there were, I think the, the final count, there was something like 30 of them, oh, different Yeah, every ones. single one yeah. I've seen is, like, a different crying child. They're kind of those large-eyed, cute children in those kind of heavy acrylics. Yeah, all kind of wearing shabby kind of clothes. Yeah, just looking mournful. With one single tear. Dripping down the cheek. And apparently hugely popular with women. Very, yeah. I, I mean, I, what? 
I, I mean, understand. I don't find them appealing no, they're awful. in any way. I do really like Tretyakov, mm-hmm. and I really like a lot of those kind of mass-produced 60s, 70s, 50s department store boots were a big one yeah. to sell them, weren't they? Yeah. And I have got a lot of Green Lady and Tretyakov, and I've got a whole wall of them, but um, not, no. Mm-hmm. I don't like these these kind of... They just always make me think of... Although they're not black-eyed children. They are a bit black-eyed yeah. children, aren't they? Well, I found, for this story, I did actually find some of the original photos, and oh. in the negatives, they actually did look like black-eyed children, oh, which was quite unnerving. Oh. Anyway, so, back to the story. Um, in the 1980s, a national newspaper reported that firefighters report... report blah, blah, blah were reporting the crying boy prints were the only items that seemed to be surviving blazes. On the 5th of September in 1985, the the newspaper reported that an Essex firefighter claimed that undamaged copies of the painting were frequently found amidst, amidst the ruins of burned houses. By the end of November, belief in the painting's curse was widespread, in fact so widespread that the newspaper had decided to organise mass bonfires to mm. get rid of these paints so people could get rid of their paintings. It's all a bit Hitlerian. Mm-hmm. It's very strange, mm. isn't it? Um, and psychics began to claim that the paintings were actually haunted by orphans and that their misery and despair was attached to the prince. So let's move to Norfolk. <laughs> let's, what happened in Norfolk? <laughs> I feel like I'm hogging this, so, so you can tell the next bit. So, yeah, so the story had got out that there were all these fires across the country and the only thing that survived unscathed was this painting, um, or these paintings. I think a few of them were different. Um, so the EDP ran a story about a different one that was in Merseyside that had, that had managed to survive a blaze. And um, the chap who was the ex-husband of the woman's house... Or not, Quite, that's not, tenuous, isn't it? Was, wasn't it? Yeah, it's very tenuous. Ex, and, and when he... Anyway, sorry, yeah, jumped so the he, he popped round to make sure his ex-wife and the children were okay, and he found this painting and smashed it. Smashed several of them up. There were a few of them. And so we ran this story... And actually, within, actually, it was on the front page of the EDP. Was it? Yeah. As a smaller story. A small one, as a yeah. smaller story, but... So within a few days of this... Um, we had our own. Yeah. So, um, so, bizarre curse surrounding a painting of a crying boy may have struck at Yarmouth. This was um, in the EDP of the 30th of October 1985. So the fire actually took place on the 21st yeah. of October, but for some reason, and we can't, we have had a chat about this, mm. we're not sure why, but the EDP didn't actually report it until the 30th. I'm fairly sure it's because we used to be, when I joined the EDP eight million years ago, um, the weeklies used to hold on to their own front pages. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be allowed to do that now in the, no. in the times of the internet. Um, but you would hold on to your front page and guard it with your life mm-hmm. and then you would splash on that. So I would imagine it's that, that they held on to it. So a fire had broken out at Perillo's Pizza Palace, which sounds amazing. That does, that's a great name, Perillo's Pizza Palace. If you think Pizza about that, Palace. in 1985, that's quite an early adopter, isn't it? Yeah, of pizza, it is. You know? So that is you know, impressive. In mm. Regent Street, early yesterday, um, I did try and find it, I couldn't find it. But anyway, um, just a week after the owner had been warned that the picture could bring him bad luck. The crying boy and a similar painting were hanging just feet away from where the fire started, but were left untouched by smoke or flames. And the owner, Mr Perillo, Dominico, smashed the picture and vowed, I don't want anyone else to have bad luck. 
And we actually have a photo of him holding the yeah. smashed, fo- like the smashed painting. He, he he was not having it. No, he would not let it lie. <laughs> um, and he said, "I'm not superstitious, but I'm going to take them off, break them, and throw them away to make my friends happy." This is happening too many times. Now. That's like that classic thing that we always say. People go, "Oh, I'm not. I, I don't believe in this, but just in case, <laughs> it's not for me. Not for me. I'm just going to destroy them." But one of his friends, who was another um, restaurateur in Yarmouth, um, had told him the week before that these paintings were were bad juju. But yeah, and, and believed that, to have carried yeah. a curse. Mm. Um, and he, he goes on to say, I believe it happened to this place and I would not buy the paintings. The fridge and the bottles around the paintings are blackened with smoke, but the paintings are untouched. Um, although he added, firemen believe... Oh, no, a fireman believe an electrical fault caused the fire. It's probably not the paintings. Well, it doesn't mean it's... Well, it doesn't mean it's not the paint. I mean, a curse can make the electricals trip. True. And interestingly as well, the local fire station officer, Ron Harris, who actually attended the fire, he had never heard of the curse of the crying boy, but he said that he would, at the time, like, keep an eye open... I wonder if he did ever it's come across any more. I, I kind of think this net, the, the kind of end paragraph is a little bit kind of clutching at straws, which is where Mr. Pirillo <laughs> said that a coffee machine could have saved the restaurant from going from flames. A pipe burst and water could have put the flames out, he said. And not very likely, I don't think. But. No. But yes, yeah, so it, um, it had exactly the same thing had happened. It had fallen, I think, face first onto the ground, but completely untouched, yeah. everything else blackened and in trouble which is basically that is the it's mm. like it's a signature is that the right term it's the the signature move yeah of the of crying the, boy yeah is not to, to be pull face first yeah. down <laughs> and then within a few days or in fact actually just hours, as within hours yeah um and this was reported on halloween mm. in 1985 in the edp um within hours Another crying point, uh, a crying boy painting was found dumped in a rubbish skip outside Radio Norfolk's office in Whitefriars Court, Yarmouth. Mm. Um, Dennis Fuller, who was working for building contractors on the site, said that no one had claimed the strange print. He said, the picture has been standing here since Tuesday, and so I stuck up a sign <laughs> saying, nobody wants me, but it's still here. I'm and I have we have pictures of the actual print with, with nobody, nobody wants, wants me. me underneath it and like tossed into the skip. But of course he was wrong because somebody did. Oh want my god! It. Someone really did want somebody it. Somebody really did want it. So, so there we are. The Perillos have destroyed one set of paintings. Others have started turning up. In the meantime, the national newspaper we shall not mention um, has taking it upon themselves to say, right, and actually, enough is enough. It was prompted by this, this incident that the, the editor at the time called an amnesty. Mm-hmm. And, and said, we need, to, we need to sort this out. So he asked people to send in copies of the crying boy and his like, his want. And um, they then, rather bizarrely, decided to have a massive bonfire, which you'd think is the last thing you'd do in order to destroy... I mean, at least Mr Perillo just smashed it up, which is how um, most people got rid of it, because obviously it doesn't burn. But um, luckily... Actually, uh, it says here they were actually burned on Halloween. They were burned on Halloween, on a big pyre, by a a page three stunner. (laughs) Weren't they? And supervised by the local. Yeah, I didn't put that in. So I don't want people grade. thinking that she, you know, because, you know, she might have changed her mind about being page three now. But that would have made this guy very sad. 
because um, Arthur Webster from Norwich... Who they call a pensioner? He's only 67. I kind of think times have changed a bit there, haven't hmm, they? Yeah. He'd still be at work now in, yeah. in Boris's Britain. Yeah, he wouldn't have been so a pensioner. So he wouldn't be a pensioner now, would he? But um, Arthur Webster from Norwich made it his mission <laughs> to pursue any surviving crying boy portraits for his private collection. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a brilliant story. And like we've got pictures of him as well. With his painting. Uh, my favourite line is, the former groundsman denied there was anything odd or morbid about his fascination with the crying boy and said he was doing it for religious reasons. <laughs> and he he thought that... Um, he said, there are loads of people who have told me they've chucked them out and said they're afraid of them. One lady told me she believes her painting had a curse on it, but I don't believe it. I think that if that boy is in a room by himself and is crying, then he's crying to the Lord. If the paintings are surviving the fires, it means the Lord has answered the boy's prayers. Or the boy is cursed and satanic and causing everything around him to be reduced to dust. He, Mr Webster received 30 replies from people keen to offer up their cursed paintings. Yeah. I would absolutely love to know what happened to Mr Webster and his paintings. Did his house burn down? Well, if he, if he plastered his house in them, it'd be fine, wouldn't it? I mean, I don't know, maybe you'd just see like a whole row of paintings, there'd be nothing else. I think, was there something about his wife? Did his she wife, say something? His wife said, said Marjorie, she said she wasn't worried about her husband tempting fate and putting their own home at risk. She said, quote, I'm not too bothered about it. I don't believe everything that people are saying about the paintings. Not everything, she says. I don't believe everything. <laughs> some of it. Some of it, I believe, but not everything. So we don't know, did, did Arthur Webster collect hundreds of cursed paintings to have in his home, which we do have the address for, but we won't give, because... We could actually find out if it had burnt could, down, though. We could pop round. We, yeah, can, we could actually find out, couldn't we? We can find out if it's, bro if it's burnt down. We will down. update you on that. These were the days where, if you had a story, then they printed your full they, address. Yeah, full address, your yeah. age. Age, full address. Sometimes phone numbers. Yeah, everything. Um, <laughs> so we can track down... And um, also, like, I'm assuming well, he's not alive now. But when he... 95, he would be quite old. Yeah, so what well, happened... He'd be nearly 100. When possible. he passed away, if he has passed well, away, what happened to them all? What happened to them all? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably they were sold by... Um, you know, vintage lovers, mm. I imagine. I mean, do, do, does anybody listening have a crying boy painting? Do you? Is your house still intact? Don't, or then again, we don't want to frighten you. I'm sure it's all not true and stuff. <laughs> that sounded like an end note. We haven't finished we yet. Haven't finished. Oh, there's so much more. <laughs> don't get excited. So, yeah, no, that sounded like one of your little roundups. It is at one the of end. my roundups. That's the first roundup. Roundup one. <laughs> so that's kind of pretty much it for Norfolk. Mm. Um, the stories about the crying boy himself kind of evolved so, so some people believe that if you are kind to the print that it protects you or if you place a crying girl next to the crying boy that will bring you good luck mm. um, some owners uh, of the print are frightened to remove them from their homes in case something bad happens so they're actually worried about getting rid of them and so, so they put them in like yeah, places where no one can see them. With their face against the wall, so in sheds. Yeah. Which is even more sinister, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I wandered into someone's shed or outbuilding. And there, was like a... and there were paintings that were turned to the wall. Mm. That's even worse, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. is it? I don't know. It's better no, than your it... house burning down. Yeah. 
and and the actual the theories behind the actual story of the boy mm. kind of there was one that he might have, he might have burnt to death in a fire, yeah so it's it? um this, a story began to be spread that the crying boy was a Spanish street urchin called Don Bonillo whose parents had died in a fire no one wanted to take him in because wherever he stayed fires would start an artist painted him but then the artist's studio was destroyed by fire. Years later, an unidentified body was found inside the charred ruins of a car. The name on the driver's license was Don Bonilla. He was called Diablo, Dun. wasn't he? Yeah, something. they gave him the nickname Diablo because of like... That sounds made up. Yeah, well that... So we both came across this really interesting website by Dr. David Clark, who actually does like a really in-depth look at the mm. whole phenomena. Um, and he's a journalist, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Investig- investigative journalist. Mm. And he said that the stories named the child as Don Bonillo or Diablo don't actually emerge until 2000 in, in a book by Tom Sleeman. Um, so... It's a no I mean, this, us, I, I think, think one of the things that adds to the kind of mystery of it is that there is no actual... Ev- you know, we don't fully know the name. There's like... The names that the artist, the original artist, was a pseudonym for another artist, mm. and so it could be someone else. It's just like very mm. blurry, which lends itself and to having like. There is a slightly tiresome piece of science involved here, isn't there? Well, possibly, yes. Boring science, which the really. Which actually is quite logical. It's quite logical. Should we just get it out of the way? Yeah, now? so do you want to share the scientific it, the, explanation? The scientific explanation is that it was some kind of particle board that had been covered with something. Which was yeah, anti- a, a fire retardant yeah, varnish, fire retardant. basically. And then if it because fall, it falls on its face, it's because it's it's string burns. The string burns. The painting falls, falls on its face, and then the front of it isn't combined mm. with the retard fire retardant. There's no air getting to the so it doesn't front, so burn. it just doesn't burn. No, which actually is really logical. That's probably that, isn't it? No, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can see if you came to a fire, and and especially if it was the only one, and and it, it you know. I think the thing is though, I mean, it all started from one fireman just saying, "Oh, I've seen this." It's a couple of these, yeah. They were a really, really popular painting, yeah. like print. So you're gonna go to fires mm. at some, you know, it's like. But I suppose you pretty much then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. It becomes cursed, doesn't yeah. it? The curse is put on it well, by this is, the fear. Yeah, that, and that is, like, the big question here, really, is can, and, like, an inanimate... 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 object become cursed because of people's feelings towards... And, and this, like, mass fear, mm. could that transfer something? This is the only... One I could find where it's so mass yeah. of one thing, you know, because the whole the whole business of cursed. Well, I suppose unless you count the insides of tombs, which where everything would have been cursed. Yeah, but if this you is like a it. mass produced. This is one, this isn't it's not they, one they thing, but it's it's, it's a mass produced yeah, item. A mass produced item. So it's not the gold of Tutankhamun, no, is it? Where there was a lot of it, but it was all different. All and different. It was handmade. Yeah. Um, I mean, normally, when you talk about cursed objects or so-called cursed objects, which are different to haunted objects, mm. aren't they? They're all different. Yeah. But it's one object, and normally it's something handmade or it's something 
that has touched somebody who yeah. has done something awful. Yeah, because other cursed cursed paintings that we've mm. like listed, mm. well, they're all like one-offs, aren't they? Yeah. And they've all been hand-painted by someone and they're yeah. a one-off. So it is quite interesting. Mm. So, yeah, we were look, so other ones we looked at, and they are... That, I mean, this is not one to look up at night. Well, this is, is the interesting. Yeah, they are pretty horrific. But the crying boy isn't horrific. It's not. It's just awful, isn't it's it? Just it's just, not just very badly done, mm. isn't it? It's just not very nice. But the the other ones that, or many of the other ones that are said to be cursed, are, are as you say, firstly one-offs. Um, secondly, absolutely terrifying. So, like the hands resisting. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is by Bill Stoneham and it was painted in 72 and it became known as the eBay haunted painting in 2000 presumably because someone tried to sell it mm. on eBay I mean, it's absolutely terrifying it's, it's like a boy and a girl isn't it kind yeah of standing in front staring. of a store a door and then in the door <coughs> there's all these like hands it's absolutely awful horrible um and there are claims that the owner of the gallery in which the painting was first displayed and the art critic who first reviewed it died within a year of looking at but it but then yeah, if it like anyway. died within seconds of looking at it, you'd be like, oh, but a yeah. year, like anything could have happened to him in a year. Mm. Yeah, it is still awful though. Yeah, it's, still, it's not you would like not it's a scary painting. No, you I wouldn't want it. Up. No. And then there's the dead mother by Edvard Munch, who's obviously far more famous for the scream. And there's a it's a lovely painting of a dead mother and her dead child. Um, and people say that the eyes of the dead child follow them. And the child's hear... not dead, the mum's dead. Oh, is, there, oh, the child, is the child not dead? No, the child's not dead. Oh, I just thought it had its eyes open and was dead. No. Oh, okay, that's why its eyes are you. Yeah. Oh, because it's sad. Yeah. Because she's dead. Because she's dead. Okay. How has she managed to hold it then? Well, maybe I thought it wasn't dead. Oh, anyway. No, it, its eyes follow you, dead or alive. <laughs> um, and some people say you can hear the sheets of her bed rustle. <laughs> um, and... We've got another one in Norfolk, haven't we? But we haven't got we haven't got to that yet. We've got one in Kings Lynn, haven't we? Well, this That's is the it. Paint, we, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so there is a haunted painting in Kings Lynn, which we did mention briefly on the Biddies episode. Yeah. So if you want to if, hear that one, go to the Biddies episode. Yeah. We but will go to we that. will we do want to do this, but I think that the artist might still be alive. Difficult. Awkward. So we're like working on. Ooh, maybe he'd want to do it. Reaching out to him too. Reaching out. I can't believe I just said reaching out. Sorry, reaching everyone. Out. <laughs> touching you, touching me. Um, the Anguish Man is another one as well, which is again another hideous picture um, that's linked to suicide and, and, and curses. And So, yeah, very different to the equivalent yeah, of a Hallmark the, the, gift card. Yeah, I don't think there's any... The only other th slightly similar thing that I can think of that's mass-produced would be a Ouija board. Because, again, that, that, is a mass, that was produced as a game almost, mm. wasn't it? And it was mass-produced and then it... Not cursed, but then it became you can speak to the dead through these mm. toys, and that that's the only other mass-produced thing I can really think of. But even of, so, not causing anything other than you no, know, and and, and you need the you need a person's interaction to do that with the crying boy. You just need it in your he's, house. He's just there, yeah. So I guess the questions are: Do you believe that an item can become cursed mm -hmm. from just people's feelings? Mm -hmm. And would you have a crying boy painting in your house? Not on the, we know you wouldn't because you don't like it. But what but about the Would I have something that I thought was cursed? Yeah. That you no. thought just on just, the no. off chance? Absolutely no. No. 
because I'm really suggestible, so no, I wouldn't. Mm. But but what if somebody gave you one and then was like, no. you were like, could you get rid of it? Because then it's that. No, I probably couldn't. But I probably would You'd be, be stuck with it. Thing <laughs> down in the cellar. Yeah, because I, I do have a cellar and I could nail it down there. So I would try and give it to somebody with their blessing, having told them, you know. I might try and give it away on Facebook Marketplace and say, look, I think it's cursed, but if you fancy it. And but people that's do what, that, on, well, that on Facebook Marketplace. I was just going to say, somebody did that with Zach Badens, didn't they? Yes. Like she, the mirror. Yeah. yeah. The oh, mirror? no, no, no. She gave a crying boy painting. Oh, did she? Yeah, so a lady... So, and, and Bella Lugosi's um, estate, I think, gave him... A mirror. And... The one thing that he says is terrifying. Yeah. Right? Which I is have Bella watched Lugosi's. that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mirror, isn't it? But so Tina Booth, I think it was 2016, she basically donate she went to las vegas with it with the painting and basically told zach about it i don't think zach was taking it very seriously personally really? i was a bit like come on show a bit of respect yeah. he was like woo, 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 woo. Mm. and then she said look do you want it and he was like yeah all right and he had it so yeah. he's got it in his uh of course he has of course he has he's got lots of things in there which some of which are really quite distasteful aren't they yeah i was like i I don't know. I watch all of those things. Like his. So sorry, we should say Zach Bagans of um, Ghost Adventures, yeah. and um, he did a side spin-off show called Deadly Possessions, which some of it was really interesting. But there's one thing. One of them, which was, oh, he was like, um, he was a doctor. Doctor Death. Yeah, and I thought that was really harsh because actually he was like doing assisted suicide. For, so it wasn't like this guy was like a murderer. So I don't know why that bus would have negative. I don't he know. was like it was just trying to help people. I think it was just because he liked the fact that people had died in it, didn't he? Yeah, and it made me a bit like, like sad. There was one he had. I'm sure it was on that program. Ted Bundy's glasses. That didn't he have Ted Bundy's bit of his brain? Yeah, and he's got um, oh gosh, what's his name? Charles Manson's cremated ashes in a mm. painting. So when you look at the painting's eyes, it is Charles Manson's cremated ashes. Oh, his eyes. Mm. He's got his yeah his cremains. Mm in it um I, I think my feeling on this is that i think if people immediately hear that things are cursed or haunted objects most people will obviously say immediately no they're not that's nonsense to them mm -hmm. i would say in that case why do we put so much stock on sentimental items mm. so for example when somebody dies you know, you might keep something that you wouldn't necessarily keep, but it's got sentimental value. Yeah. And, you know, I only saw yesterday somebody who I know had broken uh, a piece of china that their mum had given them years mm. ago, just as a kind of small present, nothing, and was absolutely heartbroken because that thing meant so much. Mm. And it wasn't the, the thing itself... It was the fact it had been given, it had been touched by her mum, and it had Is been. Is that like the emotion that goes yeah, with it? Yeah, so that... if you believe that, mm. it's a bit like if you believe in heaven, you kind of have to believe in hell, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And if you believe in heaven, you kind of have to believe in God. Yeah. And all those things kind of are interlinked. So if, if, if you are sentimentally attached to items for a reason that isn't just, I love it mm. because it's beautiful, yeah. You know, that is, I love this because Someone I know my mum to touched it, my nan mm. touched it. You know, uh, I can feel her when I look at mm. it. I can, you know, then then you kind of have to believe the 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 opposite as well, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Because it's the same kind of thing. It's like you you know, and and nobody expects you to explain scientifically why, 
for example, even if you don't believe in God, breaking mm-hmm. a crucifix would be would feel wrong. Yeah. Or ripping someone else's photograph in half of yeah. their family would feel wrong. Yeah. You know, in themselves, they're pieces of wood, pieces of paper. But, but yeah, but then there's this expectation to with... justify that when it comes to like yes. kind of supernatural or like magical yes. items and things. It's like, yeah. well, why is that magic? Because... Exactly, exactly. You kind of think, I don't know, that, that if that you're already almost believing, and I reckon that's probably 99% of people mm-hmm. would feel that, for want of a better word, psychic energy from something left to them mm. or left behind by someone they love. They would feel that energy and not think twice about it and not think, oh, that's a bit paranormal, that's a bit weird. You wouldn't think that, you'd just think that's mum's. Yeah, so you're picking up on her because you know it's associated. You know she touched it, you know she's with it. I suppose the interesting thing there as well is like the the people who don't, who can pick up that sort of thing from items not directly related to them. Mm. And and this kind of horror of, of, say, for example, at Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, which we were referring to, that he has got these items like Ted Bundy's glasses. I mean, at the end of the day, they're a pair of glasses. Yeah. And, I, you know, you could take yours off now and say they're Ted Bundy's glasses. They are. Are they? Amazing. <laughs> um, same, same prescription. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and, you know, and, and he was kind of saying, well, you know, these could have been the glasses he was wearing when he looked at his victims. Well, mm. well yes. They could have been. But they are still but, a pair of glasses, yeah. aren't they? It's that feeling that something can carry innate evil by just having been there. Yeah. But, you know, it's difficult to to kind of stop thinking that way because would you have a sheet, even if, or would you have a painting, even if it was beautiful, that had hung in the officer who put lots of people to death in the death camps? Mm. No. You know, because it's it's involved in one of the worst atrocities in and it it almost feels like it would it couldn't have not like absorbed some of that yeah Mm. which i go back i've said it a million times before it's why i wouldn't work live in a workhouse Mm. it's why i wouldn't live in a hospital an old hospital however nice it is i wouldn't do it would you live in an old church yeah i don't know i don't know it's that feeling of i don't want to live somewhere i know there's been a lot of i know there's been a lot of pain Mm. You know, and I would never live in the hospital after I heard Joel's well, story. Yes. About. <laughs> That's Again, what I Again, at Biddy's. So another reason to go yeah. back to the Biddy's podcast. Oh, no, that wasn't Biddy's. That was um, Merchant's House. It was terrifying. Yeah. That is a good one as well. It's a great one. Yeah, especially for Halloween, if you want to scare yourself silly and not live in a an old hospital. That's the one for you. But yeah, so that's my feeling there. I kind of think, you know, that we, we're quite happy to attach supernatural... When it suits us, mm-hmm. you know, but not when it doesn't. And, and and if you accept that items are full of love, then you have to accept that they, items they can are be full, full of, of hate. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. what do you think? Um, I forgot what my questions were now. <laughs> would you have the crying boy if you thought it was cursed? Would you? I know you don't like it, but would you have a? Cursed to be fair, painting? I probably wouldn't. No. Just because of it. The associations tied with it, and I'd get sick of people going, "Oh, that's cursed." Yeah, and and you would never be able to forget it. No, because people who know about that sort of stuff would always be like, "Oh my god, you've got one of those," and you'd just be like, "Yes, just stop talking about it." Yes. Um. Was the other question? Do I believe mass? I think it's a really interesting. I feel like it's like it could be like a psychological 
thing that could be explored by clever people. Because it's like mass hysteria, isn't it? It's basically a case of mass hysteria. Yeah. And that's really interesting in how that spreads and how people it, react to it's it. It's very sensible, though, really, because if there's any chance that that painting is cursed, if there's it's any like chance, well even if it's it. 0.001%, yeah. why would you not get rid of it? Yeah. I think, it, I think it's... I don't think the painting was cursed. I think it's a case of mass hysteria. Mm. Which is as fascinating as a cursed painting. And is a curse in itself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because had, I don't know if the painter was still alive, but can you imagine being the painter yeah. of that yeah. painting and this going down? <laughs> you know, you're certainly a career would be cursed, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so... It, one way or another, it was cursed, wasn't it? Mm. I think I think people like to think as well that they like to they like to have something that explains things, don't they? So yeah. that fire being explained by a cursed painting is much better than I didn't bother to get the electrics checked, yeah. or you know, it means you don't have to accept responsibility. Yeah, but I'm sure that every that. single one of these. The fire brigade would be like, well, this was the court. So, like, well, with the Zach Bagans lady, she was like, oh, I did have some candles lit upstairs. Yeah. And you're like, well, the candles. Unless you're saying that the the boy from the painting came out of the painting and like, and made the fire his, go everywhere. Like, the way around that actually his tears would put it out, wouldn't you? Oh, that yes. would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, that, how amazing would that be if the story was actually mm. that the crying boy saved houses from fire? He said he just saved himself. And maybe he was just try, he maybe he was trying to save people's houses. He just wasn't very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> Welcome to the new normal. Hello, and welcome to this series of Unfinished with me, Charles Thompson. Welcome to Weird Norfolk. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pinkin.com Norwich City podcast. Of course, it is the Kings of Anglia podcast. From true crime to football, politics to folklore, for more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com forward slash channel forward slash Archant. <laughs> 